questions and answers with an Android user switching to iPhone. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Coda, your all-in-one collaborative workspace. Get started with Coda for free now and get a $1,000 credit at coda.io slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is the first Mac Voices Live for 2024. We are on YouTube at youtube.com slash macvoicestv, where we always are. Uh, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time it is, wherever you are. We've got a very full show with a very full panel tonight, and so we're just going to dig right in because we have some really great stuff for you. So after wrestling Zoom to the ground, he remains yeah, on YouTube the angels. Oh, somebody, somebody, somebody was playing with their audio. Oh, technology. <laughs> David Ginsburg is here. David, good to hey. have you. Good to be here. Happy New Year to everybody. It's good for 2024. This is exciting. We have a great year ahead of us and um, looking forward to some good conversation. God, he sounds so optimistic. I love it. I love it. Right. Um, so I'm going to skip around a little bit tonight for some very good reasons. Um, so next up, I'm going to have Mr. Jim Ray. Welcome, Jim. Good to see you. Good to see you. Unlike Dave, I am dreading this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's uh, it's, it's going to be one of those nights. I can just I tell. Guess. Yeah. <clears throat> Eric Bolden is here. Eric, good to see you. I have to tell you though, tonight's background reminds me of those 1950s style <laughs> movies. You know, the 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 Blue Jays that ate Cincinnati or something. It's <laughs> where did you get that? Well, you know, they, they they were they were closer to the house than usual. Normally, they're way off in a tree someplace. These were like right outside the window. Well, that's and it's impressive to get two of them together too, the way you did. So, did yeah, you pose them? They would all be battling, but yeah, you know, I think they just didn't notice each other briefly because right after that, there were wings everywhere, feathers. Yeah, it's a while. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe next time you'll get that for us on uh, on video. <laughs> Jeff Gamut has made his first appearance of 2024. Jeff, good to have you as always. It's always wonderful to get to be here. And you're right; this is my first podcast appearance of 2024. Oh, really? I mean, I, I was thinking first Mac Voices, but your first podcast appearance of 2024. Good. Yep. Good. Yep. All right. Well, we'll try to we'll try to break you in right tonight. <laughs> you know, I do get why Jim is dreading the conversation. I mean, he knows us. <laughs> Showing off another one of his wife's amazing quilts, Mr. Webb Bixby. Webb, it's great to have you. Chuck, it's always a joy to be here. And my little escape from my normal world, I get to come play with you guys for a couple hours. Good to be here. We're sure so, sorry about that, Webb. Um, so, so introduce us to this quilt because this is a, a pretty looks pretty sophisticated from what I'm seeing. Um, th this was um, uh, about eh, six weeks ago. Um, uh, I, I remember it kind of well because I came down with my second case of COVID since the pandemic started uh, about six weeks ago, and uh, my wife and her mother and her best friend did a road trip down to. Uh, 
southern Missouri down by, there's an area called Silver Dollar City. Then below that is Table Rock Lake. And uh, so they did that and they made this quilt kind of to commemorate that trip. And like I said uh, in the pre-show, you can't see it all that the, the text right up there says Missouri, but uh, uh, it was just kind of a trip to southern Missouri for them, but it was to commemorate their trip. So you mean six weeks ago that that quilt didn't exist? And that's right. Wow. Wow. we got to get your wife on here. I want to hear more about this. Oh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> you better she, give her a little she, more warning than that. She, she just snarled at me. So <laughs> <laughs> Now I really went around the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Mark Fuccio is here with another of his trademark backgrounds. I I, I think these guys are in competition now. <laughs> Mark, what what is what are you depicting tonight? Well, one of the stories I don't know if it made it quite to our uh, background, but you know, one of the things over the past week or ten days was New York Times suing uh, ChatGPT over copyright infringement, and you know, there's all sorts of drama about that. And you know, I think some of their claims were a little exaggerated and over the top, so. Uh, you know, I went to uh, Bing and asked them to uh, you know, create <laughs> images. So, you know, that's uh, that's what we have. But uh, on a different note, I was just thinking, you know, it's January 2nd. And not only is the year almost gone, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the good old days, this was the time between CES and Macworld. And uh, that made me think uh, about uh, 15 years ago at Macworld 29, you know, is that uh, the data robotics booth and somebody said, oh, there's this guy here who wants to talk to somebody about the new product we're introducing. And then this guy named Chuck Joyner comes by and, you know, says, hey, Mark, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, about about the new products you're introducing. Do you mind if I record it? And then he sticks a mic in my face and uh, the rest is history. (laughs) That's, you know, that's right. I didn't realize, you know, time just all melds together. I didn't realize it'd been quite that long, but yeah, that was our first meeting. Wow. Well, I'm yeah. glad you're. I'm glad you're still here, and you you still put up with me sticking a virtual mic in your face. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> what, what year was that again? Two thousand nine. So actually, maybe that's okay. not. Yeah, that's fifteen years ago, right? Nineteen twenty four. Yes, fifteen. Yeah. Wow. I was so young back then. Anyway, and and you know what? That interview is still buried somewhere on the Mac Voices site. If you go to the archives, you can dig. You can find it because we don't take anything offline. So, if you want to see uh, what Mark and I both look like back then, go for it. Yes, if you want to see what Chuck looked like when he had blonde hair, <laughs> when I had some hair. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, 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 hey! Cut the hair down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brittany Smith is here, but she had to take a phone call, so we have her placeholder image, but she will be back. Um, but I've saved the the most interesting uh, for last. Brian Flanagan Arthurs is here. Brian, good to have you as always. Thank you so much, Chuck. Happy New Year to you and all. Happy New Year to you as well. And you brought a friend. Yes, uh, this is my brother-in-law, uh, James Broniak. And uh, yeah, him introduce himself. You know? Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone. I am... Uh... James Bryant, you introduced me, but I was a former Android user. I currently got this bad boy, the iPhone Pro Max 15, kind of jump ship a little bit. Uh, but what about what I do? I'm actually um, got a degree in biochemistry. And of all things, I'm actually a staff scientist for a law firm. So I actually do work with patent law and science, interestingly enough. So uh, I'm not saying I'm fluent in patent law, I haven't passed 
law school, so I don't want to say I you know beat the bar or anything like that. So I'm not here to give legal advice to anybody. Uh, but yeah, it's just a it's great to be on. And uh, Brian, I know him for a number of years, even before he married my sister, and we've been really good friends. And his his love for Apple is very infectious, as you could tell. So. That's good. Well, don't worry about it. We give legal advice here all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and um, none of us are none of us are lawyers, but we play one on the internet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I work with lawyers. That's my only yeah. there. So, so I, I, I wanted to have James come on and tell tell us a little bit about his his experience transitioning from Android over to iPhone. Um, I have an idea, and James, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm, I have an idea Brian may have had something to do with it, but what kind of pushed you over the edge? And why were you there in the first place? Why were you in the Android camp in the first place? That's, that's a really good point. So as you could tell, and you already said it, uh, uh, but it's appropriate words in my mouth. Brian did help out a lot with in terms of transition and with a lot of my questions. But I think for a long time, I've been kind of teetering between the line of Android slash PC use and then wanting to invest in, in like an Apple product. It's going far back to the original iPod, as strange as that sounds. And I think what kind of helped me that bridge the gap recently, I have an older Android phone and it was about time to upgrade. And what kind of pushed me over was it, to kind of consider it more was the Wonderlust uh, conference and um, kind of getting a bit more information on I know the 15 is more of an incremental upgrade, but for me, there's a lot of things I found kind of substantial, for, particularly for myself, such as using USB-C, um, even one of the features for the processor, which I know is ray tracing, 30 FPS, um, kind of really big on the gaming myself, and just seeing that kind of functionality, it present a small form factor. But I think what really drew me towards is I love photography a lot too. So it's always uh, you know well-known, I think, uh, overall that, you know, the best cameras you can get are on iPhones and or versus like Pixel. And it's always been kind of a debate between the two. So I did a lot of research comparing uh, the products. And, you know, I talked Brian too. I just, you know, because again, having a bunch of Android products over the years, it's what would the transition look like? You know, I asked so many questions that bother him so many times about, oh, can I do this? Can I work this over? Can I transfer this? And he's like, oh God, here's, you know, all this uh, kind of rudimentary questions, but, you know, just coming from someone that's so novice on that and not having an Apple computer myself. Um, we do have an Apple computer technically in the house, but it's my wife. She's been in the Apple ecosystem a little bit longer. Um, so I kind of had little bits of those influences in place and, you know, definitely seeing what the feature set was uh, looking at, um, you know, the comparison videos. Also, I watched Mac Voices around Wonderless conference as well and just got really, you know, interested and just uh, dive further into it. So next thing I end up buying a, a, a Pro Max. So, okay, that was going to be the next question. You got the Pro Max. So, okay, yeah. good. How are you finding the, uh, Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. How, how are you finding the camera experience? So far for that camera experience for me, um, I, I love it. You know, I've been using, uh, Brian's been probably bothered with so many photos because I was just wild by using the 5X telephoto lens and, and things like that. Um, going up to 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second, 160 frames per second for recording and just marveling how smooth it was for the optical image stabilization and things like that. So, so far I find like the camera suite very well done. I actually messed around a bit with iMovie on the phone, just messed around with it for the first time today, uh, kind of clipping things together and doing some kind of basic editing. But, you know, 
it was for me, it was it's so far I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm definitely part of my wife because she sees so many videos sent to her through iMessage as we speak. Or we're like, oh, look at this. And she's like, oh, God, here's another, here's another two minute long hand video uh, from this goober. But, you know, so far, I, I, I find it very, very pleasant and, and in fact, very exceptional. But I did have an older camera, but definitely just leaves a balance above what I've ever had for, for taking pictures. I want to get the panel in here and I see Mark waving. So, Mark, you obviously have a question for James. Yeah, I have I have two questions. Um, or one, are, are you James or are you Jim or do you care? Well, there's already Jim here. I don't want to take. I don't want to take that okay. at all. So I'll, I'll say I'll go as James or Jimmy. Um, we'll see how long the conversation goes. I'm more casually known as Jimmy, but I would I prefer going as James. Okay. Yeah, I had a brother, James. So okay. So, uh, so James, two questions. I guess number one, just anchor us in time. When did you switch? And then number two, was there any particular one thing that uh, catalyzed uh, your switchover? I, I think the first time I switched was in, is actually in October. So I got this around October 20th um, was when the switch happened. Um, and what kind of catalyzed it, I, I, I would say it's an amalgamation of things, but to simply say I was more wowed by the processors, potential power. Um, I'm a little bit of a technophile when it comes to that type of stuff, maybe a little unnecessarily so in some, some, some instances, admittedly. But in this case, I was pretty wowed by the potential of the uh, the pro the pro seventeen. Um, and what phone did you switch from? What phone did you switch from? Oh, I had a I had an old phone. Admittedly, I had a Samsung Galaxy Nine. So we're talking old tech. Oh. Um, okay. We're going to talk old tech, but I stick with tech. I stick with it for a few years. So for me, it, I that was also kind of decided factor when I made a decision to go to Apple between the fifteen and Pro Max was also because I'm a bit of a technophile too. But I was like, this will at least you know, cement uh, lasts a little bit for a few years down the road versus like the base 15, in my opinion, you know, comparing the two um, in terms of the tech. So have you, so let's switch it around and ask what have, what have been the biggest challenges to your transition? Mm -hmm. Has, has there been anything that you find you're missing or you're just, I mean, obviously you're still finding your way around, but Mm -hmm. anything that has presented a barrier to you to, to getting things done that you want to do? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, initially it was, the transfer actually happened pretty smoothly between, cause it did grab a lot of my apps I was used to with Google, um, and ported them over, including my accounts. So it made that process a little bit easier. I think the, uh, kind of the, the biggest thing honestly was just getting used to, uh, the iCloud or getting the files or, you know, being able to port it to the PC and doing things like that, which took a little bit of a learning curve. Versus what I had before, it was a little. It seemed a little more seamless to me at the time, but it's just a little bit of hurdles there. But there's there there's nothing that uh, that that caused a little ache in my heart of like, oh god, I really miss X feature here, um, you know? Because there's there seems to be a good analog uh, in the iOS infrastructure infrastructure that I really preferred. Like, and of course, Brian, I don't want to keep calling you out, but you helped me so much with. Mm-hmm. The focus modes, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff where I was just like, oh, wait, I could do this. I could set, you know, this setting for this, these type of notifications. I could do this. And and funny enough, my sister has iPhone. She introduced me like, how do you do things? I message with having effects when you send messages and all that stuff. So you guys are probably like, oh, God, we've known this for ages. But for me, it's like my mind was kind of blown with the, the amount I could do with even just the most basic of things, you know. So I, I felt like I was definitely I had to catch up on a lot of stuff. But, you know, I had a lot of people to help out with that. 
This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Coda, your all-in-one collaborative workspace. Get started with Coda for free and get a $1,000 credit at coda.io slash macvoices. Even though Mac Voices is pretty much a one-person project, I need to keep all sorts of aspects organized. Interview schedules, publication schedules, review products, updates, special episodes, and lots more. Coda is my new solution to bring documents, spreadsheets, and apps into one platform in one place. It helps keep me from ping-ponging between apps and tools, something I've been guilty of. By managing everything in one place, I have a better idea of where everything stands and where I need to go next. And on those occasions when I need to make Mac Voices collaborative, I can open it up to others without having to do so in a different, not-built-for-it tool. If you want a platform that empowers your startup to strategize, plan, and track goals effectively, you can get started with Coda today for free and get a $1,000 credit at coda.io slash macvoices. That's a special, limited-time offer for startups, and that means that you can begin planning right now at no cost. That's C-O-D-A dot I-O slash macvoices to get started for free and get a $1,000 credit. You can't beat that price. I love Coda, and I know you will too. Thanks to Coda for supporting this week's Mac Voices. That's one of the reasons when Brian suggested this, that I was really anxious to have you here, because we we often pass judgment on Android from from the perspective of dyed-in-the-wool Apple people. And so to hear somebody else, you know, come in fresh to it, um, I, I think it's fascinating that you've jumped into focus modes, you know, in, in such a short time. <laughs> it was it, it probably it probably would have been, I mean, admittedly, it's the funny part is because of our conversations, um, you know, at the time, especially at the conference and just talking to him about it, just, you know, pick his brain on how you use it and, you know, what he likes about his, his iPhone and things that, and then, around everything surrounding that the ecosystem itself. But I think, you know, he didn't choose pizza focus modes because admittedly I helped my wife out, for example, like she also got an iPhone, she got the iPhone 15 plus. Um, and she, uh, for her, I, I introduced her to focus modes because she didn't, you know, coming from an Android, there wasn't quite a perfect analog to say there's like, do not disturb. It's kind of very intuitive to get to, but that's what I would have thought about. And so Brian's like, Hey, you could, do all these different settings. You could pull this open, you know, you can have it set to location. So I have like a work focus where I'm in when I'm like around my work building and things like that, that I, I really like. And little small things I noticed, like even when you plug it to your car, switching to car focus, and then on um, Apple maps, it knows where your parked car is, things like that. Just kind of the small little things. Where I'm like, Oh, it does that. I, okay. That's very convenient. You know, I was like, you know, kind of going back to having what I had, um, you know, with, you know, working around the workarounds there, they're, they're different, but, you know, Brian definitely helped me so much with just getting my feet wet with, you know, how it would look like, you know, obviously I was asking a lot, so many questions like, could I use this type of app or, you know, is, is, is this possible here? And like, for example, I have a, a, a older watch, you know, um, a older Android based watch that now I'm looking at, okay, I need to change from, you know, but that was stuff I, I figured out beforehand when I was talking to, to Brian to be like, okay, this is not going to carry over, you know, necessarily. And, you know, that watch is older too. So it's not like, you know, um, you know, it's, it was, it's time for upgrade for that too. So that's how it starts. I love it. Jeff, you had a <laughs> question for, you had a question right. for James. I do. First James, it's great to meet you. Um, so 
Um, actually, as I've been sitting here, I realize I have two questions for you. Okay. So the first question, in the Apple echo chamber, where we all clearly live, the idea of privacy and security being better on an iPhone is a thing that comes up a lot. Was that even a consideration for you at, at any point? It, that you know that's that's a that's a good point um, and a good question. Um, for me personally, I I do through Brian always know that there is a, a little bit more security with Apple based devices, but I don't, I don't know if that was a driver for me to make the purchase. If that makes any sense, you know, mm -hmm. or it came to the forefront of thought. But it is definitely acknowledged. Like I. Uh, not just through me, but through people just quickly talking about it. Like it's almost seems widely acknowledged that hey, Apple seems like it'd be more secure environment. Um, you don't have to really worry about uh, data theft and things of that nature. All right. That's fair. Um, okay. An another thing that has come up when I've had conversations with, uh, with people that are on Android is that they feel that they have more flexibility in how they customize their phone. Mm. Do you feel like you have lost that by coming to an iPhone? Mm. That's a good, that's a, that's a good point. I, there, there are certain things that admittedly and maybe naivety. So I will want to preface that out there. Like what things I'm used to in terms of like apps, app sorting, I'm familiar with, with galaxy, like by name and stuff like that. And how to get more familiarized with customization for the home screens and, and putting things together in, in groups like I have like a little game tab group and just kind of things have to learn and work around. Um, but in terms of like maybe using something like where the Samsung had like, a, I believe it's like DevX, if you really wanted to get kind of that window mirroring, PC mirroring kind of environment, this is stuff you're probably going to be missing. But if that's admittedly not stuff I, I used. So for me, I, I don't feel like I lost a lot of the customization element going to iPhone with, with how I used it. Okay. Good questions, Jeff. Mark? Okay, James. Yeah, two questions about, you know, uh, moving over. I guess uh, you know, one, uh, did you have a lot of uh, music, you know, or other media needs to move forward? And then number two, um, did the Apple transfer tools, you know, help you, you transfer, you know, your photo library or anything else like contacts or, you know, other data, you know, from the old device to your new iPhone 15? <clears throat> that that is a good question yeah so i didn't have a lot of download music so i, I have spotify so for me it was it was a kind of a simpler thing but i would say that i had you know music files that i use for different alarms and so uh having having a pc so i i have like a gaming laptop pc um having itunes on there and having icloud on there what i did find really nice was it was easy for me to port photos over and then I kind of learned a little bit more of like shared libraries. So if I want to share with my wife, you know, the iCloud, that that kind of really helped a lot. And in terms of the phone, in terms of transferring contacts, that was very seamless. Like I didn't feel like I lost any contact or information or or anything. If anything, I felt more enhanced because I had to find out a lot more people in my contacts were Apple users. So I had to begin like their contact poster or additional information through that. Um, that helped kind of amplify that outside, of course, you know, the iMessage environment. Um, but in terms of porting photos over and things that I haven't found too much difficulty with using a PC, um, having kind of talked between each other, the iTunes was a little bit more of a learning curve because that's using iTunes on a PC to then look at and import in music was a little bit of a learning curve for me. Uh, but otherwise, booting up the phone, it, it just transferred a majority 
of, of the apps that I had and the information from them. So I didn't have to really worry about relearning my login for Instagram, for example, or things like that. So I didn't really run into too many faux pas or any problems like uh, within the first first day or two of use. Okay. And two quick follow-up. You know, how much memory did you get on your iPhone and uh, how much... Uh... How much, how much of that did you consume when you moved everything over to it? That's a good question. Yeah, so I have I have the more base level, so I have a 256. Um, right now, when I moved everything over, uh, it it was about, right now it's, it's hovering around 80 gigabytes of use. 80 gigabytes of use, it's not, not really bad, not a lot. Um, but granted, I didn't take all my photos from my Android onto the iPhone, I have a lot of it back into the PC. Mm -hmm. Okay. Except maybe the more central ones, more important ones, like wedding photos. <laughs> <laughs> Dave? Yeah, uh, great to meet you, James. It's so, all so interesting to hear what what your experience was moving over. We don't usually hear this very often, so I'm very glad you're here. Um, I guess my question was, is before you decided though you wanted to go to the iPhone, did you start exploring any of the other options in Android? Because, you know, like the Google Pixel, that was, that, was a pretty, that was a pretty big jump that Google had did especially with their camera features and such. And I just wondered mm -hmm. if, if you looked at, I mean, you were a Samsung user, so obviously Samsung's gone quite a bit of difference from the S9, only what that was now is now the S23, I guess it is now. Um, so I'd like to know, did you, did you, did you explore those options before you decided to go to the iPhone? I did. I did. I explored the uh, most, most predominantly for the S23 galaxy because familiarity and the pixel eight. Um, and what really kind of helped out was I did, you know, for me personally, I watch a lot of different type of comparison videos, especially around the photography element. Um, even though I'm not like a professional photographer, I don't want to put out there like that I'm putting, you know, taking pictures of raw files or, you know, really editing a lot. I do want to say that out there too. But, you know, I definitely looked at a lot of the different comparisons um, between the tech and for me, it you know it did kind of send me over the edge with the with with the camera tech that's on the iPhone on top of a few other little things. But gaming is one of the weird things I've kind of you know influenced a lot of my decisions. But you know, um, and then versus the Pixel, you know, the big thing with the Pixel course was like it did have you know kind of its magic eraser, different kind of right. functionality that are AI assisted. That that definitely really piqued my interest. But I guess I don't, I don't know if it's just a weird thing of, with me, particularly speaking. But I prefer a lot of it being processed within the device itself or being natively processed. Um, and that that's why I was more uh, loving the silicon that's on file with the iPhone. I wanted that power on hand. Um, that may not be the most logical thought process, granted, but for me, that's what kind of pushed me more towards the Apple cap over like the Google Pixel in comparison. Yeah, I think you made a good choice with the Max. I've had the Max since, oh gosh, going back to the, the S Plus and, and going forward. So I've had a large size iPhone for quite a while. And the, the size screen is just, uh, it was definitely ideal for me. I think you made a good choice. Thanks. Oh, and I do want to point out, since you did mention screen, the screen on this, I mean, I, yeah. it's, it's just gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> agree with that. Yeah. So the one other I want to throw in, um, have you experienced Apple Pay yet? I have. I've actually been using Apple Pay. Okay. And, is, uh, has, has that been a big, you feel like that's a big game changer for you? Or is that just another nice feature that happened to come along with it? I, I think it's, I, for me, it's another nice feature that came along with it. Um, I think for me, I had Samsung Pay before. And so it's, there's a little bit of analogy there. I don't say they're perfectly on par with each other. 
but for me, I had familiarity with that, but I do agree like for Apple pay, just using it for me, it just kind of, uh, I I had a bridge, I guess, a best analog from another experience over, you know, in terms of using it. Yeah. Eric. I just have to ask. So, so what game or games have you played on the phone and what have you liked? All right. So I I don't want to go through the whole game game catalog, but I have been playing. I played just because. Oh, no, we've got all night. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So first things first, App Arcade. It came with a free trial. So I got a bunch off of there, uh, including Dead Cells Plus, uh, Ridiculously, Ridiculous Fishing, um, what the golf, which is a weird game, but I highly recommend it for everyone that's looking for a uh, a really fun, interesting game. And then I went on to more of the, I guess you would call it hardcore games. I I have Resident Evil Four, and I played Village on this uh, that they showed up at the conference because I really wanted to see if uh, you know the processor was what they what they kind of showed off. And uh, it's it's I said pictures to Brian. It's it's crazy how good those games look on this. Um, and what I find fascinating, not to go on too much of a tangent, but with the game like Resident Evil Village, which is something you'll find in like a PS5 uh, or your more modern gaming PC environment. What I found interesting about that versus other mobile games that we're more accustomed to is it actually has settings. You actually could set the graphical settings more analog to a gaming PC. You could actually adjust the biometric lighting, you can actually adjust the resolution, you can actually adjust the textures. And I found that very fascinating that on a, in a phone infrastructure, or at least for that particular game, um, you could actually kind of tweak the settings if you want more frames per second, or if you're looking for something a little more quality. And, you know, and for me, I got the backbone. So I like that it's, it's essentially adds like a controller to your phone, makes it look like a switch almost. And, um, you know, enjoy playing those games, even though they're admittedly, they're a little bit of battery hogs, but I, I, I can't be really impressed. Like they're really, it's really chugging along. I would say something close to, I would say around like a PS 4.5 kind of area with really good frames per second and something that this small, that's kind of, it's, it is a bit mind blowing for me to just see that happen without cloud streaming or anything assisting it. Hmm. You got an endorsement from the chat room. Barry says, uh, "What the golf is so goofy and fun." So, it's a great I've, game. I have not it's, it's even a- looked at that, so I'm not much of a gamer. But I'll go and look at it and see, and then I'll <laughs> move on. It's it's a fun um, game. It. Oh yeah, sorry. No, go please. Uh, just all I was about to say is, what the golf is. It starts off like a conventional golf game in terms of like you're doing a swing and trying to get uh, uh, you know the golf ball into the hole, putting it. But then it starts throwing that. It starts start to become more chaotic, and it starts referencing other games and and uh, movies and, and concepts. And it's it's just kind of a weird uh, mishmash that occurs with something you just like. Oh, I'm just going to be playing this simple golf game, and then it just it, and it, what I really thought was really cool was it's using the touchscreen really well, but it also using haptics really well. So it actually that blew my mind a little bit too. Is just having the haptic feedback of the phone as you're making certain moves. So it uses a lot of different things to kind of immerse you a little bit more in that experience. Brittany Smith has joined us. She got off the phone. Brittany, it's good to have you. Glad, glad you made it. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Chuck. Oh, and as you got here, wait, we've been, we've been grilling James on his, uh, his Android transition uh, over to iPhone. Anything you want to ask or that, that you would find particularly interesting from your perspective? Um, how, 
how do you feel about uh, the notifications differences? Mm. That's that's a really good point because for me, it was a little bit uh, strange to have a learning curve of where you swipe from the phone, you get your notification center, and then having a then having a control center. That was the first kind of learning uh, curve. Mm. But I think for me, for notifications, what I did find very useful and not to keep hard, but it was just the focus really helped me so much to just kind of pinpoint which type of notifications I want to go through or go into settings and just kind of fine tune it a little bit. Um, Good for and you. I do have to, yeah, and <laughs> I, I did have help. So this is like, this is a thing where it's like, I feel like, and I, I don't want to keep calling my wife and make it seem like she would not figure this stuff. Not, not at all. She's definitely tech savvy, but I saw that with her initially with like, she was doing do not disturb. I was like, Oh, there was a sleep mode. Like I, I had to kind of teach her a little bit to expose her. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting in her instance, not to go off this tangent too hard, but she had a MacBook pro. So for her, she helped me out, figure some stuff out, which is kind of funny how that, that works. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm used to your, I'm, she's used to the MacBook pro used to, and more seamless with, with uh, doing that type of transfer as I kind of the PC side to kind of do little download this pro download this program. Um, so, you know, there's things I kind of helped her out with just because Brian's like, Hey, there's these cool things you can do with your phone. And then on the side, she's able to kind of help me out. Like, this is, this is what this equals this is what this means this is what garage band is. Hello. Um, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's another big thing I want to say, like, you know, that I really like, I just use iMovie today, not to make a big point of it, but I did find that really interesting was the amount of apps already come on there. Um, that that I, that I I just I thought that was really nice. Like even just using Apple Maps and using Safari, like I'm 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 just kind of casually using used to like the Chrome. And then you know I'm just like, oh wait, with Safari you could have different tab groups and you know that's really neat. So just kind of figure out get my feet wet with all the different types of you know uh, Apple based software. So cool. James, I want to invite you back in like six months or so to, you know, to explore where you've gone with it, because I think it's really interesting that the panel has done a great job of you know, asking about different parts of the iPhone experience. Um, and you've dug into stuff that frankly, I haven't, I haven't touched on, but that's sort of the great part about it is, you know, you, we all gravitate to the thing that means something to us. Um, but I would be in, very interested after, you know, the next six months or so, um, you know, I'm going to put a tickler in and, you know, feel free to, you know, kick Brian and remind him because uh, I'd <laughs> love to have you back and just That'd find out kind of how it's gone um, and, you know, how much so. And and if you've moved deeper into the Apple ecosystem, you know, you were talking about your watch being an Android watch, um, you know, will that be the next thing that gets you or will you, you know, look at a laptop or, you know, what because that's how we all know that's how it happens. You know, one Apple product and it pulls you in. So it's uh it's sorry to cut you off. I would I would love to. Um I just want to say like recently, for example, they did pull me in a little bit because one of the gifts I got my wife was AirPod Pros. <laughs> so that it that's where it happened. She she's just like, oh I don't have uh wireless headphones. And I was like, Christmas gift. <laughs> Brian, I'm just kidding. No, I just already searched <laughs> on it. Um and so, but yeah, I would I'd definitely like to touch base back in six months. Great. Great. Well, you are more than welcome to stick around here um, as we as we go through the rest of the show. But thank you so much. And and just in case we you don't make it to the end, um, 
what's the best way for people to come connect with you? Do you have uh, a, a social media presences where they could contact you and ask their questions? Oh yeah. Um, I could be reached on X formerly known as Twitter uh, at, at just simply James. So one word, uh, just simply James. And also if for uh, red button jam fest, I believe on Instagram and those are the two ways people reach out to me. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Um, I, Thank you. I know it, it, it's, I know it ended up kind of being an interrogation, but hopefully it wasn't, <laughs> it was a little bit fun. <laughs> oh, I, so we, oh, oh, yeah. Go. Apologies. Sorry. I just, I was about to say, you know, I'm just sweating underneath this bright light of Brian here, but he, <laughs> he, he treated me well. He gave me the Philly cheesesteak and made sure I was prepared and well fed, you know, <laughs> if you have a friend or family member who's switching from Android to iPhone or thinking about it, refer to them this episode as an example of what the real world experience is like. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll see you next time on Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.